Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Today we talk about godly grandparenting. Did you know that grandparents can have just as much influence on a child's Christian formation as their parents? Today we interview Vince Dacchioli. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we normally like to report the news, discern the spirits, and pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. But today we have a returning expert in particularly men's ministry, but also marriage and family ministry. Today we're gonna to be talking about grandparenting. Now, you've probably already read the books on parenting or on marriage, but who really talks about how to be a godly grandparent? And today we have uh, a grandparent of many, 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 many grandchildren back in the studio. Joining us again is Vince Dacchioli. How many grandkids do you have, Vince? We have six. I wish we had more, actually. They're, they're so much fun. I, I've determined that they're God's gift for letting your own kids live. You know, you know that's the reward that you get. But uh, you, let, you, know, you didn't kill your children. No, no, so no. Now, so now we have we're, we're re <laughs> reaping the benefits of that. And you know, I, I got to thinking we've been on the show so much. Maybe you should just adopt me. I mean, this has really hey, been kind of fun. There you being go. On the I've show. been adopted before. Maybe it's the <laughs> other way around. Yeah. No. So, this is an important topic, though. It really is, Gordon, because. If you stop and think about it, the baby boomers moving through the system, they were a huge uh, uh, burst in our population many, many years ago. And now we're all grandparents. And uh, when you look at the, the numbers of people who are grandparents today, and, the, and you marry that to tr the tremendous need there is for uh, really uh, teaching our young children today, particularly with what they're being influenced by in the world, with secularized education and all of that, it becomes increasingly more important to grandparent in the proper way, uh, but be it be it's also becoming very, very challenging and very difficult, and we can explain some of that on a show well, today. Well, you know, when, my, when I was a child, my grandfather lived right in the house with us, and mm -hmm. it was kind of the extended nuclear family was right, right there. Right. And, and I don't know if that's happening anymore because people are moving to different cities, people are scattered, families are di you know, right. di more diverse. In other words, they're broken up more than they used to be. Yeah. Uh, how do you do that? Uh, from a, from a distance, I suppose you're gonna talk about some of these. Yeah, we will talk about some of that stuff, but I wanna recommend a book uh, right up front. Uh, it's one that I, I read many, many years. It's been around for a very long time by the late, uh, great Gary Smalley. Uh, the book title is The Key to Your Child's Heart. Now, I want to highly recommend that because he talks about different um, types of children and the different personality traits that they have and how to deal with that as a parent and also as a grandparent. So I highly recommend that if you want to go a little bit deeper into the subject. But uh, Now, uh, give me a highlight because Gary Smalley talks about this idea of a child who has a closed spirit. Yes, he and, talks about like, uh, he'll talk about the passive child, the, the, the sensitive child, the, uh, the uh, a child that maybe has a, a strong self-will or that's very angry and maybe they have their spirit closed and he talks about how to open a child's spirit. And he, it's very similar to what he talks about when he talks about husband and wife relationships, uh, how important it is to speak 
a tender touch is one of the things he talks about and to speak positive words, affirming words, and he goes through a whole series of things that you have to do, and it's a process. You, ca you can't just expect it to just happen overnight, but he, he, does a, he, he has an artful way of unpacking all of that that makes a lot of sense. And it's hard to influence a child if that child is offended or if has been yes. treated harshly, even by their own parents. Exactly. But a, a godly grandparent comes with love and compassion and builds that connection right. before they can begin to teach. Well, here's the idea. There's a verse, uh, Proverbs 22, 6. I have a quote here. It says, it's easier to build a child than it is to repair an adult. And, and that is so true. Interesting. But if you look at uh, Proverbs 22, 6, it says, train up a child in the way he should go. A lot of people don't understand what that verse is really saying. What that verse is not saying is to say, Simply train up a child in a good generic way, although it certainly implies that, that's not really truly what it's saying. If you study that verse, what that verse is literally saying is this. Our job as parents and grandparents is to study that child, determine how God made them or wired them uniquely, and to train them up in that way. It's a very different takeaway than we have today. We try to do cookie cutter kind of approaches to our children and it doesn't work because we're even not worse, taking advantage we, of that. We farm the kids off to some teacher in a public school and we trust that they're gonna train them in godly morals. And they can't, they can't. They, no. they, they, that's not their job and it's very difficult for them to take that kind of time with our children. That's our job right. as a parent and as a grandparent. So it's very important. Now, God, uh, what we determined here is God couldn't be everywhere so he made grandparents. That's what we're <laughs> here for, you know. In Psalm 145.4 it says, one generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. The idea that we're passing on stuff to the next generation is kind of a domino effect. In Deuteronomy 4.9 it says, only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. Very important, and by the way, children, as you may know, love stories. They love to hear what's happened for, uh, through your life and your life experiences, and our job is to share those things. But and that, then the last scripture one. scripture is pretty clear that your duties don't, re, don't end after no, you've raised your kids. That's exactly you've right. You've got to train your grandkids. It is, and, and today, there's a kind of a subtle lie that is out there that we grandparents tend to buy into, and that is that we're over the hill now. We don't really have much to contribute anymore. And the lie is also being uh, perpetrated upon our children, where the world is saying to them, hey, you know, uh, you've got, you're looking out the front the front view of your life and all the older people has is, is a rear view mirror. You don't really need anything from them. You're gonna make your own way. And what that is doing is it keeping the richness of what happens when we transition and we teach our children pitfalls that we ran into, we're, we're losing that. We're gonna take a short break. When we come back, Vince is gonna give you the pitfalls that will prevent you from becoming a godly grandparent. This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. How is your marriage doing? I wanna tell you about an exciting new four-part video DVD Bible study series on God's plan for marriage. In this video series, we team up with marriage and family ministry expert, Vince Dacchioli. There are a lot of things that get in the way of uh, our ability to have a healthy marriage. 
but the way God intended it, He always wanted us to see His view of our relationship together. So everything we do when we talk about marriage, or whether we're talking to men, or whether we're talking to pastors and leaders, it all centers around this idea of vision. It's very important that we understand who God is and our relationship with Him is right in order for us to be able to live out really and truly Ephesians. And that also informs our role as men, how to love our wives. We can't really exactly. love them unless we understand the love of God. Exactly. So if you just think about love, you, we tend to think that love is an emotion. It's more uh, something that I feel, whereas the true definition of love, the way Jesus intended it, is, is not just an emotion, but it's, it's, a, it's charity, it's what I do. You know, to the degree that I am able to see my wife or my spouse through his eyes, that determines everything in my relationship. Yeah. And we go through the scriptures in four different parts. Part one is God's design for man and woman. Part two is godly roles for husband and wife. Three is sex and intimacy within godly marriage. And also God's plan for divorce. You wanna have this important four-part video series available for a suggested donation of $30 if you call our toll-free prayer line at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org you too can have a godly marriage. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again in the studio by Vince Dacchioli, founder of On Target Ministries. Vince, talk about this DVD that you've created, Godly Grandfathering. Well, we came up with that not too long ago. Um, my producer, Pat McGuire, it was kind of his idea, I think, in the beginning that we should go this direction, because again, there's such a need. And uh, we're unpacking some of the things that we talk about here, actually, in this program. Uh, but um, I would highly recommend that they go to the website, otm.co, and look this one up. I think it's something they're going to want to have on their Again, that website is otm.co. It's, it's not .com, it's right. otm.co. Yes. So you're gonna talk about some of the pitfalls that prevent people from really getting involved as godly grandparents in yes. their and, kids' and lives. Yes, and are, there are a few, and then we'll talk about some things that are on the positive side. But the first pitfall is not being on the same page with your grandkids' parents, your kids. What with their rules, their regulations, the way they discipline their children. And I know I'm probably talking to some grandparents right now that are nodding and saying that you're absolutely right. The disciplines that we brought forth in raising our children are very different disciplines than the one that you see happen today. Uh, I, I, my daughter will, will, will say five, six, seven times no. Uh, when when I was raising my children, we only had to say no one time, and right. they got it. So today, there's a whole different set of rules and disciplines. There's a whole controversy about spanking and all of that that's out there. And so it's very important as a as a grandparent that you're on the same page with your kids, so that they're not seeing two different rules, sets of rules and structures. As an example in my life, my my parents used to spank me, but my grandparents never laid a hand on me. Yeah. So I think. Is that the right way to do it? Uh, there is no right or wrong way, but uh, it has to be consistent. 
uh, I think it's it, if you're going to have consistency, the grandparents and the parents should apply those rules and regulations consistently across the board. Because otherwise, what children do, and they're very good at this, is they'll pick the, the people they want to be with that has the punishment system that they really like. So they can like. get away with yeah, murder exactly. and not be punished. That's right. why they pit mom against dad sometimes. <laughs> you know? right. And in my house, it was always like, well, you wait till your dad gets home. Well, we knew what that meant. Yeah. That meant in, in the belt. Which, by the way, I still do recommend. I know that's probably my mother had a wooden spoon. Yeah, you we, get the we, wooden spoon. we have the wooden spoon too. <laughs> the second thing is that older kids, if you're dealing with older kids, as uh, your granddaughter or grandson, <clears throat> they sometimes will evaluate uh, you through the lens of their relationship with their own dad. I know that this happens when I'm talking to young people that may not be my uh, my granddaughter or my grandson. Uh, and I begin to realize that then when they see the gray hair, they're evaluating, evaluating me through the lens of the relationship they had with their own grandfather or their own dad. They if they had a dysfunctional relationship that puts kind of a, a tint on the lens that they're looking through when they see me. So just to kind of be aware of that. And then also the technology trap, overcoming the digital distractions. Oh my gosh, this is a huge one where the kids are on their devices all the time. And actually we have parenting today, they just throw devices at their kids to babysit them. And they don't yeah. understand how devastating that is to that child and the de developmental aspects of that child as Just they're growing Just plug them up. into an iPad. They can watch Disney. Oh and my that, that replaces the parent. Yeah, my girls, we used to put them in front of a television screen and they'd watch VeggieTales. But today it's a lot different. Yeah. You know, so we did the same kinds of things, but today it's become an overwhelming trap that we really have to be careful of. And then the, the this last one here is thinking you are too old to make a difference. That's a pitfall. You're not too old to make a difference. In fact, there's a richness that you have to contribute, but you've got to have godly confidence that you can come and make a difference in that young person's life. And sometimes all they need to hear from you is the richness of your life experiences and the stories that you have to share with them in yeah. order for you to make a real great impact. I remember growing up, my grandfather used to spend one-on-one -on -one time with us and he would take us fishing. Mm -hmm. now, this is on my mother's side. I had two yeah. grandparents, but uh, he had six grandchildren like you do. And every one of them was so dear to him. They yeah. really, the personal connection, we lapped up everything he wanted to teach us. Uh, Gordon, that is so special. And, and, and we try to do that with our grandkids as well. But there's, it's just so special. Those are memories that you take with you the rest of your life. Yeah. And so again, as a, as a godly grandparent, that's one of the things that you want to look for is a way to spend time with each of your children. But look, that's going to come up in these practical ideas. The first practical idea for grandfathering is probably the most important. And that is to always pray for them every single day. And what, what I do with my grandchildren is I pray for them by name every single day. And I have the information of what they're going through in their life because I'm constantly talking with them and talking with their parents, and we'll talk more about that later. But I pray for them by name every single day. And, and then when I'm with them and I communicate that to them, it is amazing to see their little eyes light up, to know that grandma and grandpa are praying for me every single day, and they know what my needs are. The second thing is kind of what you're talking about, scheduled availability. Yeah. Now, the one good thing about technology is that we do have Skype, we have FaceTime, and our grandkids are separated in two different parts of the country. So there's probably now the day that goes by where we're not FaceTiming or Skyping our kids and our grandkids uh, in another state 
two, sometimes three times a day. Wow. And it's so much fun because we can look them in the eye, we can interact with them, and it, that's one good thing about the technology. And they but, feel connected to you. Oh, absolutely. It's just an, a wonderful thing. And so when we're with our kids and we're Skyping them, FaceTiming them, or with them personally, the third thing is to ask caring questions. Uh, Johnny, tell me what's going on in your world right now. Oh, well, you know, Grandpa, I'm having some difficulty at school with this particular subject. Now, there's a lot going on here. I, I'm, I'm listening. It's very, very. By the way, the definition of listening, the technical definition of listening, is simply wanting to hear. That's it. So you listen, you look in their eye, you hear what they're saying, you register it, you let them know that you're going to bring that forth in the number one, always praying for them every single day. I have one grandchild who is struggling with a, a school thing that he's into right now, and he knows that I'm praying for him every single day in that particular area. And it means so much to them, and it helps bond them together. My grandparents used to pray for me every day, and I remember they were Roman Catholic. Uh, they were, you know, they probably didn't pray the same way that evangelicals pray biblically, but I knew there was something about God in them that I wanted to emulate. Right. right. Uh, and then this idea of wanting to listen, I get so distracted, and I don't have children or grandchildren, but uh, when I'm a counselor as a chaplain or when I'm spending time with my wife, it's hard for me to want to listen because there's 20 other things calling for my yeah, attention. How right. do you tune that out? Well, it's hard, but it, it, you have to really care. It, it comes from the heart. If I really, you gotta, you gotta focus, you gotta compartmentalize your time with people. And that's very important in all aspects of life, by the way. But I have the same problem. I find myself doing the same thing. I'll be tuning out, I'll be thinking of, you know, what I'm gonna go have for lunch today, or I'll be thinking about the appointment I have next. And it's very, I'm learning as I get older to focus on that person. And by the way, they know yeah. when you're doing that. It's nothing worse than a child texting somebody else while they're talking to you or reading a book while well, they're- Well, we know what it feels like. Yeah, we do. We're, we're gonna take a short break. When we come back, Vince is gonna tell us about storytelling and how to influence your grandchildren by telling life-meaning stories. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. You know, people ask me, chaps, we're watching on this network. We've already set our DVR to record your shows, but our friends don't have this network, or maybe they can't watch at this time. Did you know we are on demand on 10 different platforms? You can tell your friends to find this show, PIJN News, on their Roku box or their Amazon Fire box. Just look under the religion or news categories. Or maybe you have a smartphone or your friends or grandchildren can find us on Android TV, Google TV, Smart TV, or iTunes. Of course, we're always on the internet. Look for us on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, or better yet, subscribe to our daily email alerts at PrayInJesusName.org. It's important that you share all of these available platforms with your friends so we can mobilize all of the body of Christ to pray the news and change the world. Would you join us? Visit PrayInJesusName.org to learn more. How is your marriage doing? Ladies, would you like to learn how to get your husband to love you the way Christ loves the church? Men, would you like your wife to show proper respect? You know, there's a Bible way to have a godly marriage. I'm not saying I'm the expert, but we interview in a four-part video teaching series, a marriage and family ministry expert, Vince Dacchioli. And we go through the scriptures in four different parts. Part one is God's design for man and woman. Part two is 
godly roles for husband and wife. Three is sex and intimacy within godly marriage. And also God's plan for divorce. You wanna have this important four-part video series available for a suggested donation of $30 if you call our toll-free prayer line at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Here's Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm joined again by Vince Dacchioli, author of this DVD video, You've Gotta Have This Resource, Godly Grandfathering. Now, Vince, I'm picturing The Godfather, part one and two. <laughs> uh, are you the Acad yeah. Academy Award-winning actor who I is am. with your motorboat that's, here and your grandchild in your lap? One of my favorite pictures. That's little Kylie, and that was on our boat years ago, and I love that picture. Yep. It that is, is so, so cool. Much fun. It is so much fun. Well, this next one is to uh, be able to tell, you talked about telling stories, life experience stories. <clears throat> they fall into a couple of categories. They can be topical in terms of, you know, maybe issues they're going through where you might have a story that relates to that. Or they could be age appropriate. What I mean by that is that I have a grandson who is in a particular uh, uh, grade in high school. And so I will sometimes tell stories about what I did when I was in high school at that age. And they relate to that. Yeah. Because, they're, because they know you understand where they are, and you're putting this up in their position. Some of them are funny stories, some of them are serious stories, but when you tell stories, they love it. They really get engaged. The next one is get input from mom and dad with what they're struggling with right now. We talked a little bit about that uh, when we talked about praying for them in the beginning. But here is the place where you talk to mom and dad and you say, hey, tell us what, tell, tell me what little Kylie, what, what is the struggle that maybe she's having right now? What are the issues that you're dealing with in her life? And they'll tell you, they'll say, well, right now she's becoming a little bit strong-willed or maybe she's kind of uh, needs a little bit more discipline in this area or she needs a little encouragement in that area. And you can take that to the Lord. Or having prayer. trouble at school with her peers. Exactly, or, yeah. exactly. Because uh, they're, they're all struggling with different things. And again, for you to know these things helps you in two ways. To pray for them, and then when you're with them, to let them know that you're there for them and you want to encourage them in that area. It means so much to them. And the next one is tell them often that you love them and that you are proud of them. I can't tell you how important this is. And where's our model for that? Well, our, our God himself. What did he say of his own son? He said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That's a pretty good model for what we ought to be doing with our God kids. God said he was proud of Jesus. And he, he, he loved him and he's proud of him. And that's what we need to be doing with our children. And in that vein, we also need to be speaking a blessing over them. Uh, the, in fact, if you look in the Bible, the first act of God recorded in Scripture after creating man was to pronounce a blessing. Go into Genesis 1, 27 and 28. It says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. 
that is an important scripture for us to understand to constantly be in a position where we are blessing our children and and i believe that there ought to be ceremonially a place in a child's life when the the blessing is passed on from the father to the children and there's nothing wrong with a grandfatherly blessing being placed in there as well we should be blessing our own kids the very first thing our, our grandkids first thing god did after creating adam and eve was to pronounce a blessing upon them yes and, and that's the model that you use that that's exactly right. And, and the final thing I want to mention is that, that re remember that your kids are watching you and they're, they're watching you very closely. And by that, I don't mean my grandkids now. I mean my kids. My kids are watching me as a grandpa on how I treat their kids. And that can be something you need to look for in terms of a pitfall as well. It's kind of like, hey, uh, hey, dad, I see how you're treating my little girl right here. Um, how come you didn't uh, treat me that way when I was uh, a little girl? I mean, they won't right. necessarily even say the words, but they're they're always comparing. You know, yeah. how, how how are you doing? But by the way, having said that, uh, if you're doing the right things by their kids, believe me, your kids are going to love it. They really love it. Right. Now, uh, a couple other things that you need to be careful of. There are some cases where you're, perhaps you're a grandma or a grandpa and you don't have the kind of access to your grandkids that you would like to have. A lot of times that'll happen with dysfunctional relationships with our own kids where they're kind of preventing us from having any, any influence on our grandkids. What, what I say to people in that area is that you, ne you need to really engage with the Lord in prayer about that. And the first thing you need to do is you need to pray about how to get that relationship with your own children right in the first place. Because as that begins to open up, then you'll have more access to their children at the same time. So there can be some dysfunction that happens in these areas that we need to be careful and mindful of. Uh, so I want to encourage you, if that's the case with you, talk to your kids be kind to them. All the things we're talking about doing to our grandkids, be doing to your kids, and be praying about this because it's very, very important. So there's a life implication here. And talk about, bring us home here. We have about two minutes left about being responsible. Well, the life implication here is if, if I do not take my responsibility for grandfathering seriously, I will miss out on the opportunity to positively impact my grandkids. I must take this responsibility, responsibility seriously as a grandma or a grandpa, that this is something God has us here to do. We're not done. We're to pass on the richness, particularly of our experience with him, to our kids and to our grandchildren. It's very important. There's probably someone watching and maybe they're a parent, maybe they're a grandparent, maybe they need, know someone who needs this resource and we'll mention the DVD again, but how would you lead them in prayer? Well, I, I, let, let me just do that right now. Lord, I just lift up those who may be watching right now who uh, perhaps they do have some dysfunction in their relationship with their own kids or their grandkids. I pray, Lord, that you would give them great wisdom in how to work through uh, these issues in their lives so that they can have functional relationships that would be able to put forth uh, an impartation of the things that you've taught them and that you've encouraged them with to their children and to their grandchildren. I pray you give them a holy boldness to come boldly before your throne and lift these issues up to your throne. And Lord, I pray that you would anoint them and that you would empower them to be the godly grandma and grandpas that they need to be in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much, Vince. Uh, this DVD resource has even more teaching, unpacking some of the things that Vince just talked about called Godly Grandfathering. And it's available at his website, 
otm.co. Again, that's like On Target Ministries, otm.co, like Colorado. Uh, Vince, I want to thank you for coming on this show. It's a pleasure. Uh, our website is PrayInJesusName.org. If you need prayer, please call us today. 866-Obey-God is our toll-free number, 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. God bless you in Jesus' name. We'll see you next time. Today, I want to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Would you sign that petition with me? Let's take action today. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.